plague in ireland in the tudor period by charles Crichton. this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org read by chad horner the accounts of plague in ireland in the tudor period are not many but some of them are of interest the province of munster is said to have had a pestilence raging in it in fifteen o four evidently not a famine fever for the dearth and mortality therefrom came in fifteen o five there is no doubt as to the reality of the next plague in ireland in fifteen twenty the earl of surrey writes from dublin to wolsey on the third of august fifteen twenty there is a marvellous death in all this country which is so sore that all the people be fled out of their houses into the fields and woods where they in likewise die wonderfully so that their bodies be dead like swine unburied on the twenty-third of july he had already written that there was sickness in the english peel and on the sixth of september he wrote again that the death continued in the english peel it is perhaps the same epidemic or an extension of it that is referred to as the plague raging in munster in fifteen twenty two on the same authority a most violent plague is said to have been in the city of cork in fifteen thirty five and a great plague in the same in fifteen forty seven the earlier of those dates corresponds probably to a season of ill health in ireland generally fifteen thirty six this year was a sickly unhealthy year in which numerous deaths namely a general plague and smallpox that is a disease with an irish name supposed to be smallpox and a flux plague and the bed distemper prevailed exceedingly in a state letter from ireland september tenth fifteen thirty five the prevalence of plague is mentioned in the winter of fifteen sixty six to fifteen sixty seven a remarkable outbreak of plague occurred among the english troops quartered around the old monastery of the dairy at the head of loch foyle where london dairy was afterwards built the men were landed there in october and by november the flux was reigning among them wonderfully on december eighteenth and january thirteenth many of the soldiers are dead the rest are discontented and provisions are short on february sixteenth the sickness continues in this miserable place and on march twenty sixth the death at the dairy is said to be by cold and infection the survivors to be removed to strangford haven only three hundred men were fit for service out of one thousand one hundred and several officers of rank were dead the men's quarters had been built over the graveyard of the ancient abbey and the infection of plague was ascribed at the time of the emanations from the soil the scarcity was general in ireland that winter and was attended by great mortality sir philip sidney the lord deputy writes to the queen on april twentieth fifteen sixty seven yea the view of the bones and skulls of your dead subjects who partly by murder partly by famine have died in the fields is such that hardly any christian with dry eye could behold in fifteen seventy five there was a severe and widespread outbreak of plague the localities specially named being 
Wexford, Dublin, Nass, Athy, Carlow, and Leland. The city of Dublin was as if deserted of people, so that grass grew in the streets and at the doors of churches. No term was held after Trinity, and prayers were appointed by the archbishop throughout the whole province. The extremity of the plague in Ireland was such that the English troops sent by way of Chester and Holyhead had difficulty in finding a safe place to land. Whether that outbreak had been connected with the military operations, as afterwards in Cromwell's time, the information does not enable us to judge. But Chester and other places near, in direct communication with Ireland, had been visited with plague the year before, 1574. End of Plague in Ireland in the Tudor Period by Charles Creighton